You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This is the show about our marriage. And our money. Ho. <laughs> That's very enthusiastic. We got to come up with different ways of saying hi every time. Okay. <laughs> On this episode, we're debating about whether or not we should buy a piano, plus addressing a listener question on life insurance, and of course, catching up on life lately and sharing our one big thing. So welcome to 2016, Chris. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. It's going to be an awesome year, yeah, I think. It already is. It already is. Uh, can we talk about why it already is an awesome year? Yeah. Let's you talk about it. You want me to? <laughs> <laughs> Cedric is sleeping. Yeah. All through the night. All through the night. Like completely. It just, on, on like on the turn of a dime. Is that a phrase? I don't On the turn so. of a hair, splitting a hair. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, <laughs> he's sleeping all through the night. Your mom, well, so we visited Austin for the holidays. Not a baby was stirring. All through the night. Yeah. We visited Austin, and um, he was actually sleeping how he normally does, which is not great. Or or even maybe more more poor. So your amazing parents Mm -hmm. were like taking the kids each day, letting us go out, do our own thing. And then one night your mom said, look, let me take Cedric so that you guys can have a roughly good night of sleep, even though Dash wakes up early and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she took him, and... She did a little bit of cry it out, just a hint of it, and that was enough. And every night since, he's slept entirely through the night. Mm-hmm. And it's been like a week and a half. It's been awesome. Yeah. It's like a game. It's seriously game life changer. feels yeah. so good. It, it was the most magical gift of all it, of Christmas. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> yep. Big shout out to Vivian. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's just kind of feeling like it is starting our year off definitely on the right foot. It kind of it feeds into both of our yearly goals. It'll probably help you be more optimistic <laughs> yeah. and positive. It's going to help me have more time to spend on myself just being more <laughs> well rested. So, mm-hmm. yep. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So that was that was an amazing part of an already like an amazing trip. We had a great time in Austin. Yeah. We... Should we talk about what we did in Austin? Sure. We did all sorts of things in Austin. If you've not been to Austin, you should go to Austin. <laughs> How many times can I say Austin? Austin. <laughs> we went to Alamo Draft House. That's our favorite. And saw a great movie, The Big Short. Oh, yeah. Which, ha- which happens about. to be related to finances. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't really intend it to be that way, but it was an awesome yeah. movie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. If, and I guess the, the book is very good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw some friends, obviously we saw family, we had Christmas, we celebrated New Year's kind of. Yeah. Um, as much as you can with two young children and when you're pretty tired, but yeah, we roasted some marshmallows over mm-hmm. the fire pit and it was just cold and windy in Austin. So we were pretty just, you know, staying inside usually by the fireplace. Dash mm-hmm. got to see his first movie. Oh yeah. He got to watch Mickey's Christmas Carol, which was <laughs> a classic in the kid family growing up. So yep. that was fun and cozy. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. And um, we went to Thundercloud not once but twice. Oh, so good. And we talked to Tim, the bartender. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good little good little recap. Yeah, that was a bartender that we met when we were 
out, grabbing a drink at, what was it called? The Central Standard. Yeah. Which was actually, I found out pretty, we found out had just opened really recently Mm -hmm. on South Congress. But anyway, yeah, had some great drinks from Tim the bartender. So thanks, Tim. Yeah. So it was a great, great trip. Mm -hmm. And turned out to be relaxing since we got to sleep a little bit, although Dash didn't sleep too well. Right. But... Yeah, as relaxing as it can be still managing the kids. But yeah, it was so nice to get to have a, a you know, a couple of outings just ourselves and yeah. enjoy Austin. Yeah. So I feel extremely, extremely positive about this year. Good. And there's already so much that we're looking forward to this year. So now that one kid is sleeping and Dash is probably going to only get better, maybe. I don't know. He's at least, he at least sleeps through the night too. And right. Until four. Yeah. 4.30. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool because he can just, if he sleeps in just a hint more, then mm-hmm. we have two kids who sleep through the night, which yeah. which has not happened for, you know, almost three years. It's been a long <laughs> time. <laughs> Whoa. I want to also talk about our Christmas gifts. I think we should do a Christmas gift roundup. Oh, okay. And the reason is um, I implied, we both implied that I spent a lot of money on Christmas gifts, which is outside of our financial plans normally, right. but there were good reasons I bought all the things I did. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Dashiell got a new bicycle. That's right. We talked about that one. Um, but he also got a basketball and a football. Yeah. Like mini versions of the real thing. His so size. That, yeah. So they're not like silly, you know, pattern balls and things or the actual sports equipment mm-hmm. so we can start to learn how to dribble and throw. And mm-hmm. Cedric got a soccer ball because, yep. <laughs> you know, he can kick and, you know, <laughs> bat it around. Um, and you got supplies for your year of Kelsey. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. What did you get? Yep, I got a Clarisonic, which mm-hmm. I had been wanting. So a nice something indulgent for some face exfoliation. I love it so much. And let's see, I also got, I can't remember if we talked about this last time because, but I got a crock pot for my birthday mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Let's see. You also gave me a birthday card listing um, several things that we're going to do throughout the year. So kind Mm -hmm. of just like fun dates or fun things that we're going to get to do together. And that really meant a lot to me. There's a lot to look forward to there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all lifestyle stuff. Remember I told you it was going to be all lifestyle related. Yes. Mm Self-care, relationship improvement. Uh Not that we have to improve it, but you know, (laughs) building, whatever. (laughs) Um, Healthy eating and physical Mm -hmm. activity. Yeah. It's awesome. It's perfect. So it was all... Investments as much as they were gifts. Yeah. Okay. Is how I see it. <laughs> well, they are all wonderful gifts. And what did you get? I got essentially a like a, a commuter kit, uh-huh. which is actually awesome. I've already put a lot of it to really really good use. So I got this cool. I'm forgetting the brand now, but Contigo. this Contigo. We can link cup. to it. Yeah, a Contigo cup that um it sort of it's, it you can put a straw in it, but you can pull that out and it self seals, and you can mix up a drink and then drop the straw in, and it's really nice. Uh, and then I got an, a really incredible backpack. So you gave me this nice backpack that's actually designed for commuting on a bike, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's also designed to carry your laptop safely. And so it's padded in the right areas and all sorts of pockets and things. But it also looks sleek and sharp and not, you yeah, know. Yeah, it looks professional enough yeah. so you can take it into a, a meeting. and. Yeah. And then I got a um, a burrito. 
<laughs> that was my favorite. Which I haven't actually figured out how to use yet because there's like things inside. I don't know how you're supposed to. Okay, so it's not an actual burrito. Oh, right. right. It is, it's called like a digital wrap, but so it's for. I know or- how to use a normal burrito. It's so <laughs> good. It's for organizing all of your cords and chargers and things like that. I think inside there are kind of some elastic loops. So I think you're supposed to like like wrap up your cords and then stick them in the loops. Mm -hmm. You're just supposed to stick things in pockets. I don't think there's really a right or wrong way. It's just supposed to be a place to put all of your cords and then wrap it up. So it's all organized nicely and not tangled. And it's just in one spot in your bag. So you can just pull that out and you know that everything you need is in there. Yeah. So it's so awesome because so now I can carry my drink. I can carry a lunch and my computer and all my cords and so when summer rolls around and my then my sabbatical and fall and I'm biking everywhere, it'll be I'll be all <laughs> self contained. It's really cool. I just picture you on your bike, like biking around our house, like do 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 Professor on a bike. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> now I have one more thing I want to talk about. Okay. And I'm going to reference a concert that you and I went to way early in our relationship. Okay. In fact, I think it was the, the first concert we went to. Yeah. Um the Steve Vai concert. Do you remember mm-hmm. the opener? No. Oh, wait, wait. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the band, but I remember the song that I bet you're going to yeah. talk about. <laughs> yeah. My hair is. My hair is perfect. It has seven sides. Yes. Can we find that on YouTube <laughs> totally or something? Should. He's have awesome. you ever tried to look it up? I never have actually. Okay, well, we no, I did one time and I couldn't find couldn't it. Couldn't so find it? Oh man, maybe someone can help us. So describe this. So there's this random lanky guy um, who played really incredible blues guitar, but it was he just he was the opener for Steve Vai, who's my favorite, one of my favorite artists. He's a guitarist, um, and we saw him in was it like Hartford or something? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, this guy opens up for Steve Vai and it's just him and mm-hmm. his guitar and he's just goofy and kind of all over the place and wacky on the guitar, but actually plays incredibly well and mm-hmm. actually kind of a good singer. And he sang this ridiculous song, my, and like, my hair is perfect. Yeah. It has seven sides. Yeah. Um, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm trying to remember now. Um, my hair is perfect. Something like you best recognize. So roll up your windows, please (laughs) put away that breeze. Something like that. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing it up is because Mm -hmm. I have fucking sweet hair. (laughs) (laughs) I got an awesome haircut. You do have a really awesome haircut. Um, you are sporting, maybe it's kind of like the modern, the hip gentleman's haircut. Is it's, that what they're calling it? Yeah, it's something between the gentleman's haircut and I believe the pompadour. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Sounds very masculine. <laughs> yeah. So just like describe it. It's essentially shaved on both sides. It's like on one side is totally shaved, they actually shaved apart mm-hmm. on the side and then the top is kind of longer and it swoops to the, in my case, to yeah, the right. swoop. And you're yeah. working on growing out the swoop a little bit. Yeah, yeah. To make it a little more dramatic. So it's really, really short all the way around, but then longer on top. And uh, it's the gentleman's haircut. If you look that up, you will, you'll be familiar with it. <laughs> so, but it's like, I haven't had a different, a truly different haircut for over a decade. Mm-hmm. I tried yeah. a faux hawk for a while, but that wasn't all that different than what I normally do. Right. It's just like pointy. Yeah. <laughs> I think you need to get this one cleaned up a little bit because when it does start growing out, it maybe looks more like how you usually wear it, but it definitely is really different and I love it. And I like the, I like the part shaved in on the side too. So I mm-hmm. think you should keep this up for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, but I've also grown questionable facial hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a goatee. Yes. And I suffer from alopecia, and I also just don't grow a lot of 
facial hair Can in general. Can you tell people so. what alopecia is in case they don't know? Yeah. <laughs> it is a condition in which little spots of hair like literally fall out, little mm-hmm. circles. There are little um, like circles on your face, your scalp, whatever yeah. that so just lack get, hair. You get little bald spots here and there. They open up and then they close up. And But some, some people might be familiar with alopecia. Some people have alopecia and they have no hair mm-hmm. on their head whatsoever. Yeah. You do not, fortunately, you do not have that kind and it's not going to develop into that kind. You just have a kind that you get these just random little bald spots. Yep, yep. So there's one actually currently in my goatee. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. I'm going to grow this thing out long. Oh, great. And then, then so, I'm going to get a trim. Well, long so enough. Excited. <laughs> long enough so I, you see how, what kind of support I get in this house. <laughs> um, long enough so that I can get it trimmed up in some kind of cool way. I'm gotcha. not quite sure. No, but it does look really good. Yeah, I have a totally different look. <laughs> it's it's not, I'm actually, it's not like a look I'm going to settle on, but I just like that I just totally change it up. Yeah. It's fun to do that. All right. Are you done talking about yourself? Aren't we in the year of Kelsey? Can you really <laughs> make fun of me for talking <laughs> momentarily about you my hair? You are spending way too much time talking about yourself. Let's get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Okay. Let's move on to talking about our money. Okay. So I think that last time we had, we were, <laughs> why are you doing a weird thing with your eyes over there? <laughs> Need some visine. Yes, I do. (laughs) I think we talked about we were close to reaching our 2015 goal of saving $20,000, but we left our listeners with a big cliffhanger. We weren't sure if we were going to make it. (laughs) So do you have an update for us? We didn't make it. We did No, I'm just kidding. We did. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I thought we talked about this. (laughs) We totally made it. Yeah. We totally made it. It was awesome. It was awesome. Okay. So we saved $20,000. So high five right now. Boom. High five on the air. Um, good job, but not too much time to celebrate. We need to get right back in it. I did notice that I got an email today saying that there was a $500 transfer into our Vanguard account. I assume you had something to do with that. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Okay. So we're already off to 2016 savings. We have the same goal for 2016 to save $20,000. So anyway. Yeah, we, well, so... This will make the next conversation almost booth, but we can talk about it in theory because it'll come up again anyway Okay. about buying a piano, that is. That's but right. um, I moved the money in because the stock market is not crashing, but has severely dropped. Oh. So that's great news. Great. It's awesome when the... when Okay, people, when the market goes down, don't sell. Buy, 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 buy because oh, you're yeah. buying low. Right? So, so anytime there's a crash in the market, or unless you're retired and you're worried about like your you know, your account balances. If you're not retired, celebrate. (laughs) Cheer for the market to drop. (laughs) Because the farther it drops and the more you invest when it comes back up, the more you make. So anyway, um, I took, we actually have kind of low account balances because we're building up after Christmas and Mm -hmm. travel and all that. Um, But I scraped some money out anyway (laughs) because the market dropped like 300 points today because there's a huge sell-off in China. Their their economy is slowing down, so everybody's freaking out. So go China. Right. <laughs> Crash. So we're so we're capitalizing on that. Yep. Yep. Uh you probably shouldn't say that. We might, like this podcast might get censored in China or something. Um, <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> um okay, so let's move on to you brought up this purchase that you decided maybe we should make this piano. Yeah. Tell us about that, Chris. Well, it's still in my my mental bank account. That's right. The $600. Yeah, we talked about 
I mean, months ago that Chris and I had come to this agreement where we could get the inside of the house painted. Like I could kind of have this, this pot of money to do this. If you could buy a new, I think it was a new guitar. Banjo. A a banjo. Some new instrument. Yeah. We did get the house painted, but then you kind of reconsidered and decided not to buy this banjo or whatever kind of instrument it was. It's clearly very important (laughs) to you. Um, And so you sort of kept that amount of money in your mental bank account. Mm -hmm. And so now you've remembered that money and you found something else you might want to buy. Yeah. Well, two summers ago, I found a beautiful Taylor acoustic electric guitar that I wanted to buy and I didn't buy it. Um, and put that money into our lives no. and our savings. And then this past summer, we yeah painted the house, and I was gonna. Uh, my end of that bargain was to buy a banjo, and I think six hundred dollars is mm-hmm. what I was gonna work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then didn't end up doing that either. And so uh, we were in my favorite music store in mm-hmm. Austin. Yep. Is that where? We were? Yeah. Yeah. Straight music. Yeah, and we were thinking about. Um, well, so I recently, maybe I mentioned this on the last podcast but i was hanging out with my friend before mm-hmm. we took our trip mm-hmm. and i play guitar he plays piano and sings and so we were, we we're playing christmas carols which sounds like such a <laughs> middle-aged thing to do <laughs> but it was so much fun uh-huh. and i thought it'd be fun to have a piano in the house um any of the four of us could learn how to play obviously the kids later in life yeah. but um it'd be nice like on a holiday or yeah. when we're hanging around to play and sing mm-hmm. and that kind of thing that does sound really nice but a big acoustic piano is hard to move around and like bring out and put right. away, obviously. So an electric piano would... Like a keyboard, like yeah. a full-size keyboard. Yeah, digital piano would be a, a good way to go. So we were looking at some models, and I found a good one for the right price. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we looked at some models in Austin, then we came to um, a music store here, mm-hmm. and I found a good model at the right price. They're going to cut us a good, good deal, and I really wanted to buy it. Uh, and I actually do want to buy it. I think mm-hmm. I still am of the opinion that, that we should buy it. It's okay. just that I put the money into the account oh. first. <laughs> so there's no there's no extra room for us to buy a piano gotcha. at the moment, but I a see. paycheck or two later. I see. We could make the decision You'd like if we to wanted re- to reconsider. Okay, I am I think I'm open. I mean, first of all, I'm open because yeah, we did have an agreement that that you would get an allocation of money to to spend on something that was important to you if I could, you know, get the house painted. That was something that was important to me. So I really appreciated that agreement and I want to hold up my end of the bargain. <laughs> I think at the same time, like initially when, you know, I kind of was of two minds. I mean, it was like, okay, is this a lifestyle, a good lifestyle edition? But then at the same time, are we really going to be using it that often? The boys are pretty little right now. I don't really envision them being able to take lessons or really even fully appreciate being around it that much. Like maybe even just putting it off a couple of years that would still be right in their childhood and everything. And so I was a little bit on the fence about it. I think that I'm in full support of it now because it sounds like it's something that is really important to you. Really? Well, well, and mostly just because we did have an agreement that you had a pot of $600 to spend how you want. And if this is what you really want to spend it on, then, mm-hmm. you know, then I, then I support that. But I, I 
felt like when we were visiting the music store this past weekend that you were like ready to make a purchase right there. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, let's just sleep on it. Like I knew you were so excited about it, but it was an idea that had just occurred to you maybe three or four days prior. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you're going to spend a few hundred dollars, it can feel so exciting. But if it's something that you really want, then you can put it off for a week you know, mm-hmm. just sleep on it. Just really think about it. Is that really what you want to do with the money? And how cool is that? That is a, exactly the thing we talked about in our last podcast. Mm-hmm. We check ourselves and so, mm-hmm. or each other. So we actually put that into action. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good because I actually even thought about, well, if I really want it, maybe I'd even stop by there coming back from, I was doing this workshop and was away from the house for a couple of days. Tuesday, yesterday afternoon, coming home, I thought maybe I'd even stop by and pick it up if I still wanted it. Oh. And I didn't because I'm still holding off. Gotcha. But, uh, okay, cool. Well, so, yeah, I the, I see it as a lifestyle addition because we would all mm-hmm. potentially play it. Mm-hmm. Um, for the kids, like, we have the guitars out and things every mm-hmm. once in a while, and they tinker around. And I think my argument there, my thought is... The more that stuff is around and mm-hmm. they tinker on it, yeah. the more totally natural it feels. Yeah, I versus agree. like when you pick up, you know, if I picked up a flute, it'd feel totally foreign because right. I just have never touched a thing. Right. But the guitar will feel natural to Dash because mm-hmm. he's played on it. He's screwed around with it. Like it's not going to be mm-hmm. a totally different experience for him. Right. And tinkering on the keys, you know, he'll be used to just using mm-hmm. his fingers that way. And mm-hmm. so when it comes time, if he has the interest and he wants to practice, he'll have... It's like It's just like, you know, learning a language. Right. It'll be innately there because they never remember any time before it right so anyway so i'm excited for that will you play it (laughs) um i might a little bit i have taken lessons in the past both when i was younger and actually more recently as an adult i i enjoy it i just i just feel like i am not musically inclined (laughs) like i enjoy the i enjoy the tactile no comment (laughs) This might sound funny, but I just, I enjoy like the tactile sensation of it. I enjoy using my hands and I like reading music and the, the mathematics behind it, but I do not have an ear for music or a mind for it. Like I can't Mm -hmm. remember things like Mm -hmm. you can just think of a tune, sit down at the piano and pick it out or just like remember melodies. So anyway, I'm never going to be great or even good maybe but i think i might enjoy just practicing a little bit so i think it could be nice to have around okay cool and we can put it in the office and Mm -hmm. the you know the advantage of the digital piano is that you can plug in headphones and nobody will hear a thing you can play it you know anytime yeah perfect yeah okay if anyone's curious the the uh the one that we're looking at is a roland f20 all right which you can find for like seven ninety nine in lots of places. We're probably going to get a deal around six fifty, so you okay. can get it down to that price. All right. Okay, let's move on to our listener question. So Heather asked about whether we have life insurance, and if so, what type and how does that impact our budget? So we do have life insurance. We do. And it's term life insurance, uh, 30-year policy. Mm-hmm. And it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't think about it. This is, I'm so glad we got the question because I've never really thought about how big a deal it is. Really? Until we got the question mm-hmm. and then I, I looked into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't really look into it, um, but uh, just did some quick math. So we have a $250,000 policy on each other 
for and, each for each of us. Yeah. And so um it was and, and so can we just say so if anyone is unfamiliar how that works then is if either of us were to die the the other one would there there's a $250,000 amount that would get paid out to the survivor. Yeah. The rationale being in our case with you know, two kids. We didn't have them at the time, but we knew we'd have kids mm-hmm. uh, who will go to college, we hope, or some manner of higher education mm-hmm. and um, and a mortgage. You know, the mortgage will be, if if that's still around, if we haven't paid it off by right. then, um, you know, that will be hundreds of thousands probably. So the 250K would knock out the biggest expenses and ensure that either one could get by and raise a family on a single income without too much strain. Right. And we we got these policies actually it was in 2009 it was actually before we were even married mm. um people might not know but you don't have to be married to get um life and in- to get life insurance um you just you can name who the beneficiary is mm-hmm. of your policy it doesn't have to be a spouse it could be a parent a, a sibling a friend anyone mm-hmm. um and we got those policies actually when we bought the house because we were taking on this um, big financial debt and we wanted to, you know, take care of the other one if anything were to happen. And mm-hmm. so that's really what that's really what brought it on. It it was that big financial decision. And like Chris said, we were expecting that we would have a family one day. And so getting the 30 year term insurance, we expected that to take us, you know, through having a young family through even sending our kids to college, just the, the time of our life that was just going to have a lot of fixed expenses. Yeah. And And so so, to be able to take care of that. Right. And so because it's term after 30 years, the policy ends, it goes Mm -hmm. away. We didn't, and there are types of life insurance where, you know, the money you're putting in acts like an investment and mm-hmm. you get some of that money back. It's not sure how those work um, and whether that's a good investment or not, but that's not what we chose. We just simply chose the mm-hmm. regular life insurance that... The, the other, I, I know, I think that there are definitely reasons why people might choose other kinds when we looked into it. And we also like talk to our parents who are both really great with money and what they've done. And we were just looking around and we just saw the 30 year or just the term life insurance Um, recommended again and again. And the way this works is you, we, there's like kind of a health screening. I think, I can't remember if there was a blood test, but there was was definitely, uh, and also a urine test and just, you know, kind of general health questions. Mm -hmm. And then those get evaluated and then it kind of comes back how healthy you are. We both rated as being very healthy. Mm -hmm. And so we were given the, the best rates for health insurance and those are locked in. And so we, that's what we pay monthly for the entire life, the entire 30 years of the insurance. And Mm -hmm. so my policy is about $23 Mm -hmm. per month. Mm -hmm. And Chris, yours is like 34, 35. Okay. And so we're not talking about a lot of money at all, at least, or so it seems, or so it seems, <laughs> at least monthly. Yeah. Um. And so anyway, so yeah, so you've been doing a little bit of, and actually, sorry, I'm like going on all these tangents. Um. I will say that it can feel like something really overwhelming to 
sit down and take care of because you're considering possibilities that are really sad and really overwhelming. But it's one of those things that you sit down and you take care of it and then you hopefully are never going to have to use it and Mm -hmm. you don't really have to think about it. And I know that just for me, it's kind of just this peace of mind because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that would be, I, I can't even imagine going through that situation, but I feel like then it's, it would give the flexibility to not work, to just take, like have that space to go through that really difficult situation. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the way that I look at it too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, those are all like important and valid things. And so there are lots of good reasons to to, to do this. And so a lot of people do do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Having said that, it it ought to serve a purpose. And so Mm -hmm. in our case, I'm comfortable with it in that you know, we do have a, a mortgage and we do have two kids mm-hmm. and we hope and expect that they'll they'll go through a mm-hmm. type of education that requires money. Yeah. <laughs> and so those are big, big expenses later in life, like right. closer to the end of a career. Um, and on one income, it could that could be tough. And we're hoping one of our goals is to not put debt on our kids to get them through college. And right. so that's a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, because we did this relatively early in life and because we're really healthy, um, our, our premiums were low, Mm -hmm. but we're still paying a year close to $700 Mm. for the insurance. Mm -hmm. And again, okay, maybe not terribly expensive for the, the peace of mind and coverage it gives you. But what I did do was go to my trusty compound interest calculator and put in the amount that we're paying per year um, across 30 years to grow mm-hmm. at a, you know, average interest rate of 6%, which is roughly mm-hmm. what the market grows mm-hmm. at, um, and calculated that. And actually the total amount of money that we're literally just giving to an insurance company and mm-hmm. possibly will never use in any mm-hmm. way is $62,000. Wow. So while it seems like a very small amount because it is so small per mm-hmm. month, you know, when you actually look at what that money could have earned you had you not done life insurance, but instead invested it over time and left it for 30 years, that's a pretty massive amount. Mm-hmm. $60,000 mm-hmm. is, you know, an annual income for somebody, for example. Right. right. So that's why I say, you know, if, if you, let's say you only have a mortgage, let's say you're not, you don't have kids, you're not going to have kids. Um, and your only, your biggest debt is a mortgage. Well, if you lost a spouse, you can always sell a house and go rent somewhere or um, move into someplace smaller. Maybe you don't, there, is there really a need for a big chunk of money like mm-hmm. that? And if there's not, then hell, there's not really a need for life insurance. Mm-hmm. So you really want to consider your situation, I think, to, mm-hmm. to really decide whether it's a, you know, and you might live in modest means and these sorts of things where you don't actually need big chunks of money to get by year to year. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's worth it thinking deeply about because actually it is a pretty serious financial So commitment. do you feel like if you could go back in the past, you would choose for us not to have life insurance? What do you think? In our case, no. Okay. Um, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't really thought it <laughs> Looks through. Looks like but you're going to have to think about it a little bit more. Y- yeah. I, I, I think for me, I don't know. I, I, I think that peace of mind feels worth it. Mm-hmm. it. It just feels to me like if either of us had to go through that, then we're not having to worry or think about money like, like immediately, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be, there would be so much else to deal with. Um, and 
and th- like that $62,000 is a lot, but that, you know, if, if something happened in the middle of that 30 year term, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have had $60,000 invested in time to grow right, all right. these things. So yeah, I mean, best case scenario, you never use it. And hindsight, we could say, oh shoot, we should have invested $62,000 in mm-hmm. stock market, but yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely, <laughs> excuse me. It's, it, I, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm happy that we did it because on an annual basis, it doesn't, uh, represent a big chunk of mm-hmm. savings. Like we're saving more than that per month for our annual goals. And gotcha. so I don't feel like it's impacting us mm-hmm. seriously for the, the really unlikely, but possible risk that it covers. Gotcha. So, okay. so I'm, I'm content with it. Okay. I'd love to hear from listeners on this too. Um, if, people have chosen other types of life insurance, like the annuities or things like that, or if you've decided not to get life insurance, or if I would just challenge people too, if you've been considering looking into life insurance and it's on that list of things that you've been really meaning to get to, it really isn't so bad. Call up your insurance company, say you want to get a quote on things. So I just challenge you to take that off your list of things to do. Okay, so, and I don't know if I told you about this, but we heard from a couple of listeners sharing their 2016 financial goals. Oh, cool. And this was really great, so I wanted to share them. Oh, yeah. Um, Leanne shared that she and her husband are completely debt-free and have two young kids, so that's Good for them. awesome. Yes. They both work full-time in ministry, so they aren't making a ton of money, but they're great savers, and it just seems like they really know the power of having financial goals. So they're currently saving for a vacation for just the two of them this summer, which I love that goal. And I Mm -hmm. love that you guys are prioritizing your relationship. And after that, they're going to save for a family trip to Disney World. Hey, cool. Yeah. And Leanne notes that although they don't earn a lot, that being debt-free has allowed them to really stretch their money pretty far, including being able to pay for an adoption last year all up mm. front. So I just thought that that was awesome. And I yeah. I love that that speaks to the just the freedom and the different things that you're able to do in your life, not having debt. Thought yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. And then um, Gretchen shared actually through my blog, she shared that she and her fiance have made a budget for the first time. Mm. They were encouraged by the podcast and they have a goal to save $15,000 this year, hey. which is awesome. Yeah. So way to go. You guys can do it. <laughs> That's so cool. All right. So let's move on to one big thing. You, you said that you changed yours mid-show, so... Oh, I don't know. I'm going, you go first. Okay. Okay, this is just something that I thought about today, fueled by being able to sleep to the wonderful hour of 5.30 <laughs> on a full night of sleep. Mm-hmm. So, actually, my one big thing is the 4 a.m. hour. This is something that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, now that Cedric is sleeping through the night and I can expect to go to bed, you know, by nine, sleep all through the night. I have been trying to think of ways that I can get a little more time for myself, both for my creative work, um, writing, blogging, podcasting, editing podcasts anyway, and also for exercising. And so I've been thinking about maybe making it a habit either every weekday or maybe a few weekdays of getting up at four. If I, (laughs) Chris is giving me... Chris is giving me a look. The eyebrow. I'm giving you the eyebrow. Yeah, I'm giving the <laughs> eyebrow. Okay, if I set my alarm at four, <clears throat> and I know it will 
not feel fun, but if I've already set the coffee maker for the night before, I just got to get up, got to get that coffee started. I go back to the office where I'll have set up a great little creative, inspiring space. I'll sit, you know, I'll have my coffee, I'll get going and I could get a full like hour and a half to myself Mm -hmm. to do work. You know, even a couple mornings a week would make a big difference. Yeah. Like it's kind of feels like potentially found time. I know that's a crazy hour of found time, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like it's kind of what we got to do in our life right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and there are Orange Theory classes at 5 Mm a.m. So maybe I can start putting one or two of those in rotation. And and that kind of frees up some time on our weekends Mm because a lot of times I'm fitting in Orange Theory on the weekends. So I don't know. feels a little crazy, but I am pretty committed to mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. I can get pretty into it. So I think I might go for it. Cool. I totally support you. I think it'd be great. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I know the four o'clock hour. Well, yes. I mean, it's, a, it's a good hour. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> best to use it positively. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess I'm going to stick with my original one, which is sort of, it's not heavy. It's not heavy. Oh, great. <laughs> it's victimhood. Victimhood. Yeah. Okay. So I have been reading a guy, Arthur C. Brooks, in the New York Times. Okay. He's, I think, a, a sociologist by training. Okay. And he wrote, actually, the day after Christmas, he wrote an, an article called, the, or published an article called The Real Victims of Victimhood mm. in the New York Times. And he described what sociologists, I guess, are identifying as a widening culture mm-hmm. of victimhood or a widening phenomenon of victimhood. Mm-hmm. So it, like a growing yeah. Okay. In which basically people in the U.S. are perceiving themselves to be victims of mm. something okay. and having sort of entitled selfish responses as a result. Oh. Like, I'm a victim, so, you know, I'm being oppressed, so this is my, you know... So I get this, yeah. or I should be able to do this. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So Can don't be victimized. Can you give me a concrete example? Or is there, is there an example in your life that, you, that, that made you think about that you were going to react to differently or that you feel like you're already responding to you feel like in the right way yeah I, uh i may have to um reveal my political persuasions to do it <laughs> I mean, but i guess that's fine because that's that's the whole point so we've already talked to we, like you're fine sharing our budget but you don't want to share your political <laughs> persuasions. <laughs> yeah so it's it's probably i mean probably it's not surprising so you know i'm a professor and all that so i'm a pretty ridiculous liberal mm-hmm. okay um and the narrative is right now that the political right, you know, from from the perspective of the political left, the right, the right is so uber conservative. They're anti-gay. They're mm-hmm. anti-poor. They're mm-hmm. anti-woman. They're mm-hmm. anti-everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I would be concerned about, I mean, I'm concerned about all those things. I would be if that was the case. Um, but the thing that would that I think about a lot is anti-science. Like mm-hmm. I worry about, mm-hmm. you know, a, an attack on science, but there's not an attack on science actually happening, mm. right? Like um, you hear about creationism being put into schools right. and things like that. That's not like this incredible widespread phenomenon happening. That's That happens in pockets of areas where there's ultra conservatives who mm-hmm. aren't anti-science. They just believe in something that isn't scientifically valid <laughs> right? And, and push that agenda. Um, but that's not, the characters, I mean, that's, you shouldn't characterize the entirety of the, say, the Republican Party mm-hmm. with that kind of thing. Okay. So I can easily fall victim to that kind of bias. And mm-hmm. so reading an article like that helps me step back mm-hmm. and realize that there are 
um, some fools in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's true of both parties all, all across the spectrum. Um, and those are the people that push silly things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you focus your attention on, you know, combating those individuals, mm-hmm. not demonizing an entire party or entire group of people. Gotcha. This seems like, a, I think, a very healthy perspective for you because I think in your days of reading CNN.com all the time, which you're not doing now, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't gone to CNN.com in 2016. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I feel like articles on those kinds of sites that are more sensationalist of the news, I feel like that feeds right into those broad brushstrokes, you know, kind mm-hmm. of kind of presenting one one small experience or something happening and making you feel as if that's happening all around the world or all across the country or everyone feels this way. And so, yeah. So, so I just feel like I've sensed from you before maybe feeling like everyone is this way or no one believes this. And Mm -hmm. so anyway, so that's, that's a really cool perspective. Yeah. It's important to be a little bit more nuanced. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So anyway, I'm thinking a lot about that and. Oh, great. And, and continue to think about it. So, okay, I love it. All right. Well, I think that wraps this up. Um, remember, you can email us your questions at heymatrimony, M O N E Y, at gmail.com. And we would love it if you would show us some love on iTunes with a star rating or a review, or consider telling a friend or maybe listening with a spouse, a partner a fiance, <laughs> husband, wife. <laughs> Anyone you may have life insurance exactly. with. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so happy new year once again to all of our listeners. And, um, and we're reminding you to love your honey, not your money. pausing because our baby's crying. <laughs> Do you want to eat candy cane JoJo's after this? The end. <laughs>